Don't even get me started. Huh? Don't yeah, even yeah, get, get me started. started. Wow, that's really a lot of a lot of syllables. <laughs> Well, I take you ready to go then, Matt. No, not quite. Ah, that would have been a perfect opening. You no, yeah, me. yeah, I'm ready. Are you Just ready? <laughs> I had to switch a tab. Okay. I'm ready now. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Uh, this week's movie is Out of the Furnace. I'm Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer and... Parker. But Parker. I, I love how that your voice just deflates after you say it. It's Parker. Parker. That's how much he loves his All right. Well, before we get into Out of the Furnace, let's get into some news. Parker, what do you got? Uh, I don't have anything yet. <laughs> Sorry to the magic of editing. We can take our time. Hold on. Weren't we going to talk about uh, Jupiter Ascending? The Wachowski siblings. That's yes. right. Siblings. The Wachowski siblings, no longer brothers. As we know, uh, which one? Uh, I don't Wachowski. Know I don't know their names. Wachowski one or Wachowski two? Uh, I've always thought of them as the. I'm going to guess it's the one Wachowski whose name two. is now Lana. Probably Lana Wachowski, uh, formerly Larry. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So they don't know the if that's true. Ones. But anyway, <laughs> they they have a new movie coming out. Ooh. Now, uh, you know, they're not. Their track doing record so great, isn't amazing right, right now. Right. Hey, they they did the Matrix. Right. I love that that's what they're still putting <laughs> on the front of their trailers from the creator of The Matrix, the first one. Don't worry about the other two, just a- the Andy first w- one. Andy Wachowski, IMDb profile, known for The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, and Cloud Atlas. Hey, he did Speed Racer. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> but anyway, what's uh, what's coming on with their new flick? It is called Jupiter Ascending. I don't know. It, it looks pretty cool. They had a teaser out, and... Uh, some very futuristic, you know, uh, like far out looking. I, it looks like it could either go be a success or a failure. Yeah, I saw. I saw <laughs> it the could be a huge success or it could be a huge. I, I, I saw the, the the trailer for it, and it was very very out there as far as visuals are concerned. Um, as far as what it's about, it it almost looks like there's some alien race invading the, the planet, but. There's another alien race kind of helping us, I guess, and he looks like Spock from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... <laughs> they definitely got the pointed ears going on. Yep, it's definitely far out, that's for sure, but... Um, far out. But yeah, I just am excited to see the Wachowskis doing something. They did, uh, I guess it wasn't a movie, I guess it was just a comic book or a comic book series about Frankenstein. Oh, okay, I didn't see um, that. But oh, you're, thinking was, about, you're thinking about I Frankenstein. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I actually was wondering if that was like based on their comic book <laughs> things. Uh, I, I no, because I think that I honestly wouldn't I be surprised. <laughs> but theirs might have been. I, I don't oh. know. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know what it was called. Hmm. Well, you think they'd be doing it then? <laughs> well, maybe, who just be like, maybe they nah, were, we're not so. Very... Maybe they were just so ashamed of what they put. I'm like, no, nah, we're going to separate we're not, ourselves. We're from not this. very proud of this. We're going to let another director tackle yeah. it and ruin it. No, I'm excited to see. I. I I loved um, The Matrix so much, okay. like everyone else, yes. um, and it was just such a great movie that, like, it's really a shame to see them, like, what they've done since then has just been garbage. Yeah. Well, uh, no, yeah, the comic book Doc Frankenstein, it's called, 
uh, which the cover has a oh. kind of Frankenstein-y looking. Oh, dude I like that giant Gatlin gun. That looks like something I can get behind. It's yeah, got four and a half stars out of five on this ComicCritique.com. But anyway, hey, hey guys, let's, let's be worth checking it out. Let's do a comic book critic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> podcast. That's literally been every episode thus far. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That was the joke. Okay, so uh, uh, up next. All right, what else we, we got? We have uh, Mitch Hurwitz. Is going to be directing Tom Lennon, as we know from Reno 911 yes, yes, and yes. the state, yes. and Robert Ben Garrett. Oh, also for yeah, right. Okay, it's also from the state. Okay, and Reno 911. Uh, okay, so, uh, okay. so the two, like uh, the 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 dude with the mirror sunglasses and the dude with the short pants. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. They are Officer going to dangle. Dangle. Yeah. Right. Dangle is one of them. And uh, the, I forget the guy. Junior. Was, I think they called him just Junior. No, that was the that was the. Uh, the other guy, the older guy with the uh, salt and pepper hair. This guy was the one with the dog, and he was like, I, I got him doing 50% Sloppy Joe, 50% yeah, that, I think that's I think that's, I think that's Junior. No, that's, it's not his name, Junior, on the show. It, junior was the, the guy with the spiky hair. Oh, uh, okay, then I'm getting them all mixed up. But anyway, it's been years since I've right. seen Reno 911, yeah. as much as I love that show, because that show yes. was great. And uh, But yeah... Uh, Mitch Hurwitz, you might know him from... Mitch Hurwitz? Yeah. Creator the, of Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yeah, yeah. it's escaping me. Anyway, so he's going to be doing them in a, in a movie called Guinea Picking. So I don't know what it could be. Probably about but, testing but, drugs on people. Hey, I, I would like to take this time to point out I was right. His name is Deputy Travis Jr. What's oh, the other guy's sure. name? Uh, the guy who played by Carlos Rocky? Yeah. Uh, Garcia. James Gar- Garcia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garcia. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so... Junior and Dangle. That's going to be Arrested Development. Come on, that's going to be comedy gold. Yeah, that sounds um, funny already. And it's about guinea pigs. So what's not to love? <laughs> I think it's about Everybody like be- testing pigs. drugs on each other. So I mean, like that sounds cool too. Like testing experimental drugs on J- Tom Lennon and <laughs> Robert Baker. I was about to say that that was like a similar film they did called. Um, uh, mind candy until no, I realized brain candy, brain candy was, but that was actually Kids in the right, Hall. Yeah. <laughs> a different, not, brilliant not comedic troupe. <laughs> okay, so Samuel Jackson will be swinging over to Warner Brothers Tarzan adaptation. What? Yeah, the they're doing a live action Tarzan. Well, yeah, as we know. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that. And uh, no, we talked about the CGI. Right? No, we no, no we, but we have but, talked yeah, about yeah, the live yeah, action yeah. one. And why but, both of them don't need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sam Jackson is proving Tarzan, once again that he will do anything <laughs> if you pay him enough. Tarzan will be uh, played by Alexander Skarsgård. And uh, Samuel Jackson has been signed up for the role. So, but, but I like that the picture that they use in this news is clearly from Snakes on a Plane. Uh, yeah, it's obviously <laughs> from Snakes on a Plane. So you're like, His it's most this level. Film. But it's like, it's this level of Samuel L. Jackson-like casting. You know, right, like like right. the picture would, if it was awesome, it would be like him from Pulp Fiction with like the afro. Then it would be like, oh, this is going to be a good movie because they're using that picture to say that it's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> but instead, but it's snakes, snakes on a plane. On a plane. It's, it's literally going to have the line, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking vine that you're swinging from. Tarzan. Tarzan. Tarz- in this movie, Tarzan teams with ex-mercenary George Washington Williams. What, what is up with save- the mercenaries? <laughs> to save the area from a warlord who controls a massive diamond mine. Um, 
Wait, First off, yeah, why is Tarzan in in the last two things of Tarzan news? We've like this, and then the CGI Tarzan. He is him teaming up against mercenaries and warlords and, like, big and like, corporations. Yeah, like, like what, what the hell? Is- this is not. This is not canon. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like it's not who Tarzan Cannon? Well, Christoph uh, uh, Waltz is going to be in this movie. This movie will be amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, seen it, seen it. I will see he's this. Going, film. He's going to be. He's signed on as the villain, so it's like okay, yes! never mind. Yes! Just him as a villain. Now, granted, oh. we did pass up seeing the old boy <laughs> remake, and he was in that. So true. that is true. We did. Well, I'm going to see that eventually. Just oh not, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not paying twelve dollars. The, the, the director's cut because you've heard that. Apparently, no. what ruins this film is that they cut out a significant portion. Oh, I didn't hear this of what Spike Lee yes, wanted right, to be in. Exactly. So, so oh, okay. So, some producer got behind the the you know. V- can there be Luviola less incest just, in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, can there be a uh, lot less uh, just him messing people up with a claw hammer? Can there we be have less a lot of psychological thriller. This is an awfully dark movie, well, sir. Not- <laughs> It's it's let the light in. Let's open up these shutters. I, I still can't believe movie studios do this in that they have a movie that's only going to sell in the right. first place to a right. certain set of people. Exactly. And they try to make it sell to everyone else. Yeah, they try and, to make and it. And it ends up making no one like right. no one sees it. Nobody right. wants no to one see sees it. All. Absolutely. Right. That's very true. Yeah. Ugh. So I'm very excited oh. because the Monty Python gang is getting back together. Oh snap. For a sci fi comedy called Absolutely Anything. Uh, so far, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Michael Palin, and Terry Jones all signed on to the project. Nice. And recently, Simon Pegg is going to be really? joining them. Wow, nice. Really? So I'm sure that's like a dream come true for any British comedy oh, actor. Oh, absolutely. To be like, hey, we'd like you to be with Monty Python. <laughs> uh, yeah. All, 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 all the surviving uh, cool. members of Monty Python are back. Yeah. We uh, basically want you to replace Graham Chapman. <laughs> are you cool with that? Um... No, I got no, a lot on my plate with Star Trek on. and uh, that Shaun of the Dead movie that I did a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got a lot on my plate with all these movies I've already done. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think if the Monty Python guys had gotten back together since Graham Chapman's death for anything major. I think they did an SNL they, sketch. They did some, yeah, they did that. They, like, did. they did some small stuff, but nothing major. I don't think. Yeah, I. Yeah, they might have done a special in Britain, and we're just not yeah, we're familiar just not with it, it. But yeah. I'm sure they might have had a like this many year reunion or something. You something know, to but that effect, yeah. Um, I know they did do a show, uh, like maybe five years ago. That was like it was like a talking head, like documentary type show. Oh, okay. Where it was like them basically dissecting everything that they worked on. So like, just in depth analysis of like Flying Circus and, right, and the right. movies and. It was a lot of behind the scenes stuff, so it wasn't funny, obviously. But it was like them talking, right, right, all right. together, you know. So well, that's cool. When's uh, yeah. do we have any other information on it? It's just um, that this is happening. Yeah, we don't have a date or a time or anything. Like, I think six six o'clock, six p.m. I think we'll be looking at for the okay. time. All right, great. <laughs> Glad it's a showtime. <laughs> cool. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yes. So if you want to see it. It's so apparently we don't know what day. <laughs> no, that's good. If you want to see it, it's uh, at eleven forty-five a.m. Uh, one thirty-two. <laughs> right. Here are all I the show know, times. I don't know where we're going with this. Five okay. five thirty p.m. 
I just Eastern just, Standard just I or is this time. gonna be? I just said we don't have. A, I know, I know, and it just kind of really a conf- date and time. It confused me then, and now I'm just down this spiraling confusion. No, we're giving the people what they want. They don't want to know what days to see it. They want to know, know what, what time of day. Yeah. To see That's it. gonna be the new podcast. It's just us reading off show times. <laughs> and now on to the next showing of Grudge Match. Pen Cinema Grudge Match. <laughs> January 2nd. It's like a really inefficient movie phone. <laughs> We're uh-huh. guessing and where then, hey, you, you are. <laughs> I know, but then, then we just also go like, I don't know, probably 10 o'clock. There's usually an early showing. Then there'd be like maybe one. Oh, like afternoon. we don't even know. <laughs> there's probably going to be like six <laughs> on that day. Thursday. <laughs> Various times. December 22nd. <laughs> Various times. Various times. <laughs> Showing one. throughout hey, the day. Hey, you guys want to see? You guys want to see the Hobbit this weekend? Yeah, dude. Find those times. All right, let me get out my podcast. <laughs> let me download the latest episode of Enter the. <laughs> All right, hold on. I gotta fast forward to the part where they get to the Hobbit. Oh wait, that's Wednesday. All right, ho- here, keep, Hobbit. Keep going. High frame rate. <laughs> December twentieth. Various times. <laughs> see local Th- throughout. <laughs> Throughout the day, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so another news that specifically under the critic will be excited about. Woo! Peter <gasps> Jackson said, "As soon as I'm free of the Hobbit, I'm going back to doing Tintin. I was held up by the Hobbit, but we have every intention of doing another Tintin movie, and it's just waiting on me to be done with these Hobbit movies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, these, these giant money making yeah, Hobbit damn movies. Hobbit films that." I didn't want to do three. Oh, wait. <laughs> I did want to do three. I was really. And the ex- only reason this is three movies. I was really excited because I thought he had finally agreed to do our uh, Enter the Critic biopic. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right, quick, quick. Uh, who's going to play? Who's going to play us? Ourselves. Uh, We're going to play <laughs> but, ourselves? But switch. Yeah, right. I'm, gonna, I'm playing Chris. I'm going to be Parker. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll play you know, your dog. Yeah. I'll play your dog. No one's playing Matt. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, my we, role, we don't need a man. No, 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 no. My no. role, my role will be played by a CGI bear. <laughs> no, no one, no one's going to be by Michael. Nobody's going to be uh, playing Matt because he didn't see the Netflix movie. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's true. I don't deserve a part. I guess. I mean, I, I, I fully thought that Chris <laughs> he, Hemsworth was going to play me. He was going to see the Netflix movie, but he didn't get chance. So, so he's not in the movie. Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Looked over the role and said he couldn't do you justice and not handsome enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, you. You. Give me all. You. Give me all the bonus points. Uh, so a, a sequel to The Adventures of Tintin. Yes. All right. So, uh, this means I got to get around to seeing the first Tintin movie. Wait, you guys watched it for the No, podcast. No, I did watched it. That oh. was back when we did two, episode, uh, two movies an episode because we were gotcha. idiots. Gotcha. And we didn't actually see the same movie. And you liked it though, right? It was good. I, yeah, you said it was really it. good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I, very I, good. It's in my it's in my ever growing Netflix queue. Yeah, guys, I'm really glad we've finally gotten out of the idea of only one person watching a movie. Hey, hey, that's not my fault. <laughs> I remember our commitments. And the last bit of news, just because this excites oh. me, is that uh, script will finally be written for Bad Boys Three. All finishing out the trilogy. Hell yeah! Now. Now is Michael Bay directing? <laughs> no, uh, I normally I hate Michael Bay, but I but want he, him behind the camera. Oh yeah. you for need Bad Boys you Three. You need Michael Bay behind Bad Boys movies. <laughs> I want I, I want all the explosions. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Safe House, uh, David Guggenheim, who wrote Safe House. I don't know Safe House. Does anybody know Safe House? Uh, Safe House, Safe House. That's a, um, I'm trying to think if I saw Safe House. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Panic Room. What yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Panic Room. House. Safe House is Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. Huh? CIA. Oh. oh, I think it was like, um, I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, it's training day. Again. <laughs> Yet again. Denzel Another Washington. Th- doing training day. <laughs> um, well, maybe he's anyway. producing. Maybe he has something to do. Uh, he just needs to have his hands right. on it uh, Yeah, it doesn't say anything about a director, so he nobody signed I just want yet. Michael Bay on set so he can lean over and just go, uh, we're going to need some more explosives. Uh, put that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently sure this guy, D- yeah. David yeah, Guggenheim, who's, who wrote Safe House, is also pending the recent draft of the video game adaptation for Uncharted. Really? Yeah. They, that, that's the guy. Okay, there, this is. I saw a video. Somebody, um, somebody went to the the guy that signed on to direct that and asked them point. It was like some internet, you know, video show, and, right, and right. asked them point blank why they weren't hiring Nathan Fillion to be. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for Uncharted, right, he, right? He's that. I mean, it is Nathan Fillion. When you watch the, when you play the game and watch the cutscenes and stuff, it, it's, it's Nathan it's Fillion. Like the whoever you know made the person, they were like had him in mind, right, right? You know, and then they they signed on. I forget who some some other person, and they were like, "Why wouldn't you hire Nathan Fillion?" He's like, "I've never heard of him." What? <laughs> the director was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with who that is." And every nerd just lost Whoa! it, tore out and, their and, hair, and, and mashed their any teeth. Any nerd even remotely uh, <laughs> into the Whedon verse just flipped out. Yep. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to some trailers here. Uh, first trailer uh, that we saw, or rather the first trailer we're going to talk about. Thank you. Thank uh, I'm sorry, I know how much that bothers you. Uh, so the first trailer we saw... <laughs> um, Edge of Tomorrow. A soldier fighting in a war with aliens finds himself caught in a time loop of his last day in the battle, though he becomes better skilled along the way. All right, this movie uh, is Tom Cruise, Bill Paxton, uh, Emily Blunt, four twenty, uh, Jeremy Piven, Eridai, Eridai, Jeremy Piven's in it. Um, yeah. this trailer. We all said the same thing afterwards. This movie looks like Groundhog Day meets Warhammer Forty Thousand. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I and mean, as a as a for for those less nerdy, it's uh, like what District Nine or what was the other nearest uh, Elysium. Elysium. Elysium meets Groundhog meets Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> only, with, the... only with much more mechs. Yes. Oh my yeah, yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, it's it looks the, pretty cool. Be, be, before we get into what the movie's actually about, the fight scenes alone in the trailer, where he has this looks mechanized, bi- you know, like this yeah. crazy mech suit, yeah. and he has like a sword on one arm, it looks like, and then he has a gun strapped to another. I'm like, that's straight out of Warhammer. That's exactly yeah, exa- Warhammer is that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it, but it's cool because it looks like day after tomorrow, not distant future. You know, like it, it, in the vein of like Elysium, where you're not like, oh, this is like a million years in the future. Right, Everything right. looks like 
That looks buildable. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it looks like look... stuff that if 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 DARPA rolled out with right. this now, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll accept they it. Are, they already have stuff like stuff this similar. in production. It just doesn't... It's just not. It's way too expensive. For <laughs> and and also, exactly. also, our our soldiers don't don't currently wear them in like trench right. style warfare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we're not we're not battle with aliens right. and big fields. <laughs> um, this movie. Yeah, it looks like the closest thing that we've gotten to it, like a high-profile like mech suit movie. Oh yeah, that, that kind of takes that genre of science fiction of just yeah. like the the space marine in the mech suit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not not like Pacific Rim, more small, you know, like, like small. Uh, well, what small is the proper town. is the mech suit the proper term for like that exoskeleton? Exo maybe exosuit. I mean, it is its own genre almost. Right. When, when I think mech suit, I think uh, a series of video games called. Um, Mech Warrior, and then of course there was Steel Battalion, but where these like mechs a, are like massive right. giant or robots, at least much bigger than a man. Yeah, right? the, but these there's also this, like, which are which I would is think like, like exosuit, like you said, something like that. Because there's plenty of science fiction that revolves around yeah. like oh, guys yeah. just wearing suits. Like it's mm. not necessarily huge robots that they're in. Yeah, it's right. just in, instead of being around six foot tall, they'll make them around ten feet tall. Right, right. Um, I can't remember too many movies that kind of get that involved. I mean, of course, you had stuff like in Aliens where she had the, the kind of right. a, an exoskeleton suit that was a, right. that she and, used in and fighting. I mean, I keep saying it, but like in an Elysium. In Elysium, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely well, in Elysium. But, and but in, this in, looks, uh, this looks more in, involved because it's, you know, kind of, But then I, awesome. I love the idea of this guy like looping in time right. to train for some battle that he knows that he, he's going to lose. That he knows that, like, uh, yeah, that he knows it's going to lose because he loses every day. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's, um, th- I mean, yeah, like I, Groundhog Day is far and away one of my favorite movies. Oh, and any time there's like a time loop movie, right. I'm always like, eh? and somebody and somebody like uses it to just become the best version of themselves. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the director for this is Doug Lyman, who is the Born guy. Oh, okay. Born movies. I yeah, I and also, I mean, they did in the trailer. They did say Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and I'm like, really? Are you going to say the? Mi- yeah. Mr. Like, are you going to mention that? His... Who cares? Mr. and Mrs. Smith wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it's not right. like it's his. Not I wouldn't say it's it. Not his... I, yeah, I wouldn't say I, that. I, I, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't put that on as your dog and. Pony I guess he show. could put like. Born Identity and Born Supremacy. The like, Born I would just Redundancy. Say, I would just say from the Born, you know, the, the, the Born, born series. series, right? Yeah, something like but that. But they, you know, maybe, maybe but somebody, still. somebody out there must have really enjoyed <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought it was okay. My wife bought it on Blu-ray. I said, fine. I have only seen it once. <laughs> oh, and this is actually based on a book, apparently. Oh, a novel. Oh, like everything else, I need uh, no. totally basing unoriginal. Movie, <laughs> but basing movies off of the written word, unbelievable. Ugh. On to I'm talking waiting about for the, the book thief. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> on to uh, Godzilla. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for that trend to stop. So yeah, let's uh, let's move on. The, the next uh, since the beginning of film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's uh, this gone with the wind shit? Uh, uh, I read that book like a year ago. <laughs> it's not going to be as good. Romeo and Juliet. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Already read it. I, Don't care. I, I prefer my movies based off of television. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. no, no. I prefer my movies based off of video games. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I prefer my movies based off of board games. <laughs> oh, God. 
But wait, wait, we're, we're, we're also missing the, the best uh, mine, movies based off of previous movies. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Anyway. Right, moving on. Uh, now, uh, Michael uh, posted this very recently, well, for us very recently, in, in, in how podcast and, and magic critic, works. Enter uh, the media mogul. Yep. Um, and I instantly just lost my shit. <laughs> Wait, did we say? Did, did we you say? Find it? Not did yet. You say the title not yet. yet? Not yet. Say, uh, Chris, well, no, you said it earlier. I mean, we're, we 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 saw the trailer for Godzilla. Godzilla. All right, let's do it. Here's the thing: <laughs> a giant radioactive monster called Godzilla appears to wreak <laughs> destruction on mankind. What? <laughs> what? I didn't know Spoilers! that was going to be about. Spoilers! I didn't, I didn't know. know there was a giant lizard uh, wreaking havoc. Havoc. Mm. Now I've seen. Uh, I, we could go into who's in this, but we don't care because Godzilla's in it. Woo! Yeah, Godzilla! Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Matthew Olsen. Broderick. Oh wait, that's, no, that's another one. We don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, one where classic. Yeah. You know, it is good. Uh, the cartoon is actually decent based on that. Yes. Movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Also good is that '80s cartoon with yes both. and Godzilla. I, for- I forget. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you please? Put in the original cartoon theme it song. Goes, it goes. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, his man in the sky. Godzilla, 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 and I'll do what I can. It was it, it was so like much. basically a Scooby Doo clone where they had this like baby of Godzilla that was on the team. Yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then once name. in a while, Godzilla would be there. And he'd be Just like, show up for no reason. <laughs> be like, yeah, there's a giant monster. Go get him, Godzilla. Okay. Um, Whatever. It turned out the giant monster was scary, Mister Jones from next door. <laughs> and I would have gotten, gotten away, away with, with it, it too <laughs> if it wasn't for you kids and your giant destructive radioactive monster. <laughs> it wasn't for your six hundred foot tall monster. <laughs> uh, also, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson did it. Anyway, uh, no, this trailer. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. I now I love the. Um, Original Godzilla. I've I've gone on record stating that before. The fir- if you haven't like seen the it, very first, one. yeah, the yeah, 1954 Kojira. If you have not seen it, seek it out. Um, it's no longer available on Instant Play, unfortunately. Uh, but it, it can't be that hard to find. Um, I, and it, I, it's I still it's got to be on like YouTube I mean, or the, something. Yeah, I, I'd imagine it would. It's be. Almost like public domain. Oh, it, I, it has to be public domain at this point. Um, the special effects suck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. It, the, it it's you can obviously see it's a man in a rubber suit, but it still holds up very well. Aside from that, um, especially when you think about like that's 1954, World War Two wasn't that long no. ago. Very for, top, very topical. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the whole thing's about nuclear testing and, yeah. and nuclear bombs, and and so it, like. For that to come out of Japan is it, it was very topical at the time. So if you kind of put yourself in that mindset, the movie kind of takes a whole new life uh, element to it. It is it is a masterpiece. Not quite as good as the masterpiece that came after it, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, <laughs> but almost as good. After seeing the first uh, 
you know Godzilla uh, film for the second or third time, I I I went to Parker and said, "Hey, I'm going to watch all the Godzilla." What I a, remember that. What a dumb decision. And I watched <laughs> the second Godzilla film, and I immediately quit on my quest. <laughs> I remember I, that. That was such a. I have actually. I've seen bits and pieces because I was as a kid just obsessed with anything. Oh yeah, yeah, giant monsters, whatever, what have you. So As I most would, little kids were. I would watch bits and pieces of Godzilla movies when they Which were Which is TV. the way to do it. Right. It Absolutely. is the way to do it. Yep. And pretty much every single one that I saw was basically like a bunch of little kids right. <laughs> doing stuff, running. <laughs> and then like running. it would cut to like giant monsters right. fighting. <laughs> and then it would cut to like military guys talking about it for a while. And then there were sometimes like these small Japanese ladies yep. like, yeah. in a mirror. Talking at the same time. Yep, but now this this looks like we might finally get a modern, good Godzilla movie. Because mm. uh, the trailer, uh, M- Michael said it best. That is how you make a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me. Let me. You first don't. Of all, oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the music. I, I posted this on mm-hmm. the yeah. Facebook. Is uh, Gorgi Legetti's Requiem, which is basically if you know it it's from 2001 right when they're on the moon mm-hmm. and all that and, and throughout other parts of the film because kubrick just kind of loved to take classical pieces and cut and paste them however he wanted yep. but uh they use it in this trailer and you wouldn't think that that's something <laughs> no. worth using in like a godzilla trailer it works, works amazingly it works really well. well it's so chilling yeah. I love um if you've seen the the trailer the the army guys are like parachuting or just yeah, dropping the, the in halo which is oh, that in on, in and of itself that whole concept's awesome. Yeah. And then they have like you know hundreds of them right. <laughs> like high altitude. And then <laughs> like that's you, it, you see like the city that's clearly been like somehow ruined or decimated <laughs> and you see through the fog just the giant scales on the and, and fucking those, back of those him. scales. Those scales are just so iconic. Yeah. So I absolutely. saw those guys and I'm like, and they're oh, so oh, big. Oh. And, and then of course like you see just like falling. you you I, I think if you just you just kind of see his head a little bit and then you hear that you know that, timeless. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm totally putting it. In. That's actually kind of close. That's um, pretty good. Even though I think it's like a rusty hinge yeah, put through like, a filter right. or something. It's interesting. Some of the best like large monster sounds throughout like history, like film, almost always like are based on inorganic stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah. oh, the yeah. T Rex is actually like somewhat like a mixed in sound of like an elephant and like a truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, we're gonna go on tangent here. The uh, if I'm not mistaken, the um the 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 T Rex sound was uh from his from. Spielberg's earlier film called Duel, mm-hmm. which was about a sentient truck right, that like, goes right. berserk. Uh, he's tried to mix that into various movies because that's um, at the end of Jaws when Jaws is or the the shark is like falling mm-hmm. in the ocean. The sound you hear is the sound the truck made in Duel, just put into huh. a filter and it sound underwater. And I think he incorporated that into the T Rex with various other sounds, right, to make that just classic. Yeah, because whenever I hear a truck like. When I'm hear a truck like beside me on the street, mm-hmm. and I kind of hear that low like rumbling sound, I'm like, "Oh shit, T Rex!" I'm like, "No, no, must no, go, no, must no, go faster, must go faster, uh, uh, must go faster." But no, getting back to Godzilla, uh, I actually, we actually should... after that, uh, after I watched that um, trailer, I went onto YouTube and just like typed in uh, Godzilla roar and just listened to that it's a couple so, times. Sounds it's so, so good, it's such a great sound. Uh, interestingly enough. This Godzilla, just based on like 
the trailer and I guess some of the stuff that was shown at Comic Con or something. Right. Uh, they scale him currently at 120 to 150 meters tall. And the original one was dwarfs. like dwarfs. The original the original one was, was 50. 80. Oh, 50. 50, 50, 50 meters. So whatever that is in America, I can't remember that in my math. head. Uh, but 150 meters tall. Well, and I somebody will, did point because I read an article about it, somebody did point out in a comment section that um, the reason they probably did that is because buildings have also gotten a lot bigger in major cities. Yeah, it's basically 500 feet tall. So damn, <laughs> that makes him. Uh, I'll turn around, turn this around, and we should post it. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll put that on the on put that on easily the, the largest Godzilla yet. Oh, that's Godzilla awesome! Which is so great because they actually made him smaller. In the, uh, the well, yeah, American because they remake. needed to make it a hide and go seek thing because he was yeah. like getting lost in New York. <laughs> which is like that's the dumbest which, thing ever. Yeah, and it's like it's like who cares? Like it, if you have the military going against something that's only that big, like it's not going to be a big fight. Oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 not even a little. Because it worst comes to worst, you know they're just going to drop the atomic bomb on her. Yep, exactly. Not even that. Just like I don't care how if I don't care how strong can, something is if right. it's only that big. If it's not like a force of nature, just like it's not throw interesting some, to watch. Throw some wildcat missiles right. at it, like it'll right. die. Like, exactly. <laughs> just keep throwing but this, them. But this, they're making clearly like they're going along with the original, which like this is a force of nature. Yeah. This exactly. Isn't, this isn't a monster. Even this is like just a force of devastation. This is a hurricane so, with a brain. <laughs> it's so big. I know. Like I'm in the trailer, it's just like you only see bits and pieces of it, and that's because that's all you can see. And that's why I'll be excited at the very end for the trailer uh, for, um, for for the Stinger after the credits because uh, obviously in, in my version because in these movies I always root for the monster that's just how oh, it works. Oh, of course. So uh, in my version of Godzilla, uh, he wins, right. um, and then, then the Stinger the Stinger comes out and um, uh, Gypsy Danger from Pacific Rim comes <laughs> going out and and like lands <laughs> a punch and it's like. <laughs> Chipsy Dan- Danger like comes up to his ankles. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. Punches him right in the yeah. ankle. <laughs> and then that, that's the stinger. He just gets crushed. No, this it's just like that Godzilla vs. Bambi from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how how tall Gypsy Danger is in Pacific Rim. I'd, I'd imagine it might it was, be taller than that, but I guarantee you they were not, not like 500 meters. I don't know. It's pretty big. So tall. So. Um, well, let's. Uh, let, that's coming out May sixteenth. I can't wait, dude. I, Looks I, so I, good. Yeah, I went from being kind of somewhat cynical to cautious to being pretty Hope, excited. Hopefully, we'll get a good modern Godzilla film. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our feature well, presentation. And yeah, before you get into the main feature presentation, I wanted to just give a couple. Uh, second review of the movie I saw because I didn't see the one you guys saw. Okay, I saw the movie The Book Thief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the one with Stellan Skarsgård who teaches stuff? Uh, <laughs> no, King's Speech. <laughs> King's Speech for little girls. Uh, no, no, go ahead, lay it, it on us. It is uh, based on Mark Zusak. Um, is a an amazing young adult writer uh, and. It's it's good. It's re- it's really good actually. But it suffers from not suffers, but it has the same problem that I imagine happened with Hunger Games. Like I loved Hunger Games. Pamela and I both did. But we also read it. This ah. I don't I can't imagine it's as good if you didn't read it because I, I feel like back in the day I used to say 
you know, oh, the book's better. Oh, the book's better. You know, everybody's always saying that. And, like, I, I, I would always, you know, I mean, I'm ag- going to agree with that. A book is usually better and more in-depth. But, like, because of, like, how far we've come in movie making, like, the the movie's never, like, a joke as compared to your imagination. Right. Like, like, now, like, they're able to really capture a lot of awesome things that you usually could only ever have in your mind. So, like, since they're able to do that, the movie movies have become like companions to the book in my mind where like a lot of movies that I've seen based on books that I love I'm like that's awesome I can't imagine if it's good or not based on like right. having read it you know but it looks awesome you know and that's all and like having read it 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 was awesome because like the you know it's set in like um World War II, uh, Germany, and, you know, during Hitler's rise and uh, right, like, as they go to war and stuff and the beginning of the the war. And, like, you know, just, you know, having read it and you're like, oh, you're, you know, you're picturing these characters and what they're doing. And then you just see it happen. There's, like, very little character development in the movie. <laughs> But uh, okay. I didn't need them to develop any of these characters. Well, yeah, like, you, I've already fallen it. in love with them all. So, like, it was perfect. But, you know, so my review is see it if you've read it. If you haven't read it, it's still worth seeing, but don't be expected to, like, so for it to wow you. Yeah, it's you not going to blow It's definitely not going to blow you. But as a companion to the book, it's awesome. Well, I mean, heaven, heaven forbid we suggest that people read. Right. Well, something. it's like, do you <laughs> and remember? Then go watch the movie. Exactly. Well, do you, I mean, you mentioned 2001. Like, that's a perfect example from back in the day. Like, that was a companion to the Right. Movie. Yeah. Like, that movie doesn't really do anything for you on its own without any explanation. You would be like. Unless you're going to sit down and talk about it with somebody that's, you know, the like first time knows I watched, what's going on, yeah. or you're wa- going to watch an interview well, with Stanley Kubrick at least, the, like you're going to be like, at the end, you're going to be like, okay. I mean, the first thing that I did when I watched 2001 the first time is I went straight to Wikipedia. Right, but, <laughs> but just, that's the same as reading the book. That's, yeah. that's reading See, the book. When you just I didn't saw do it. 2001, we didn't have right. Wikipedia. <laughs> we had these things called books. <laughs> No, that, but that's what I did but the first time I saw... Thanks, uh, Professor Klump. <laughs> Quick question. Will that be on the test? Will that be on the test Friday? No. no. But the, okay. the 2001 is a good example because Stanley Kubrick worked with Arthur C. Clarke at the, yeah. to, to release it at the same time. Right, In fact, right. it was released like months before the And book. that is why 2001, the movie, is amazing and the book is amazing. And then every book after that just gets worse and worse <laughs> yeah, 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 until you sure. get to 3001 and you're like i don't even know what i'm what? why am i reading this <laughs> this book is awful and i feel like it wouldn't be hard to fuck up like just show star babies doing awesome things oh uh, you'd be surprised with arthur c clark he goes on tangents uh, in, tw- in in the book uh uh 2061 he spends an entire chapter explaining how the starship they're on that's traveling to jupiter can have an Olympic-sized diving board, and it's only two feet off the ground because of how gravity and inertia works. He spends an entire chapter on that shit. <laughs> sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, sounds, it isn't. Sounds, I'm like, just uh... get the Europa! Come on! <laughs> but, yeah, so, and, and I, I wish that we would kind of go back, like, go down that road, like, experiment with that. You know, Mark Zusak is a current young adult writer, like, Let's get some team ups where like they are working on something at the same time. Mm. Oh yeah! So that when you see uh, it, Chuck kind of done that. Chuck, Palonic. Chuck Palonic. Chuck Palonic. Uh, 
A little bit, but not really. I mean, oh, okay. Fight Club was already a book. Yeah, I mean, it was already, already well a short story. And, I thought for some of the other later films that he was involved was also with, like, he well was he kind of. I don't know what other movie there was besides those two. Uh, Survivor uh, is currently in production, and that's been a book for a long time. So I don't, I don't know. I can't think anyway. of too many movies that like were wor- like movie makers who were working side by side with authors to have something right. to come well, out at the same time. Well, Kick Ass, that's a comic. That doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. But I think this, the comic still. Is it, yeah, it was out long before. But he worked. He was maybe with the working sequel? with them. I think when they he started writing the second one as they were writing the movie, uh, okay. and I think they were working maybe. back and forth. Maybe, okay. yeah. But all right. Well, anyway, would you uh, so uh, a, a rating? Uh, a rating. Uh, I give it uh, Mark Zusak, good young adult <laughs> writer. <laughs> all right. No, seriously, though, no, I do give it a one. A one. Okay. So. Awesome. I don't know what that means. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's. One. Uh, is the loneliest oh. number that Parker just reviewed. Really? Three Dog Night? We're going, going with Three Dog Two Night? Two okay. could be the number that's left in this room that we're going to use to review the next movie. All right. Well, moving on to uh, our, fe- our, our, our feature feature presentation. Mm. Out of the Furnace. How much you loaning? 1500 I ain't got that kind of cash left, Bell, yeah? You're going to be a good boy and take a dive. Police haven't been able to find your brother. Don't read a justice that it does not include us. If the locals knew why you were here, you'd be leaving the body back. Ronnie Bass's brother. I ain't leaving without him. You a cop? I look like a cop. Out of the furnace. Rated R. When Rodney Bays mysteriously disappears and law enforcement fails to follow through... His older brother, Russell, takes matters into his own hands to find justice. This movie stars Woody Harrelson, Christian Bale, Casey Affleck, Sam Shepard, Zoe Saldana, uh, Willem Dafoe, Forrest Whitaker. Man, just a lot of people in this movie. A big yes, cast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. Matt, uh, what did you think of Out of the Furnace? Well, first of all, I just want to say... This movie on Rotten Tomatoes currently has... Let me get the exact rating out. I'll say, last I checked, it was rocking at about 58%. Uh, it's at 52. All right. 52%. Which I th- puzzled me before I saw the movie. Yeah, you were, you were saying on the ride over. Now, it still kind of puzzles me. Yes. Because I thought, you know, wow, this isn't the most original story. Nope. And uh, wow, it's not... The most impressive movie I've ever seen. I still thought it was like very good. Like I thought it was very well done. Um, uh, we 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 had talked about it after film because we had went to see it uh, together, which doesn't happen as often as I'd like, Matt. Honestly. Oh, baby. <laughs> um, Just hit me up. Just call me. It's not like we're not technically neighbors. <laughs> we live three minutes away. It's from on each the other. borderline of technically neighbors. Um, uh, one of the things we did talk about is this movie. The trailer lies to you in the worst. Oh, yes, it Th- does. This movie performs some masterful trailer foo. Yeah. Where if you watch the trailer, you think this is going to be like an out-and-out, um, like Christian Bale uh, uh, is trying to find whether his brother's still alive. Trying to go save him. Yeah, trying to go save him from Woody yeah. Harrelson. Um, and it, it's, it's like not. a thriller. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not that. The movie pl- moves at a much different pace. Yeah, it's... 
definitely a slower film than the yes, trailer would suggest. Absolutely. Definitely a slower film than that description would suggest. I mean, what I said there kind of gets into the action of the film, which doesn't take up a whole, whole lot of no, it. No, no, it doesn't. This is a lot of um, just slow scenes with, like, action sprinkled in, but, like, not fun action. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, now... I will say this, because the, the, you mentioned the storyline is not very original, and it isn't, um, but some of these performances are just amazing. Yes. Uh, um, honestly, I mean, Christian Bale, what needs to be said about him at this point, he's proven himself to be a very capable actor, no matter time what Time and time of, again. <laughs> time and time again. I think this is honestly one of his best performances. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was thinking as I was watching. I'm like, he's really, really nailing it. Yeah. he He's just very, like, his character is a character that, like, when you, if you would paint him with a broad stroke, seems like just a simple guy, which I guess at heart he kind of is. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, he, he plays the character with such depth of uh, and, and complexity despite the fact that the character at face value is kind of simple mm, yeah and uh, some of the scenes i mean i'm thinking of one particular scene that he has with zoe saldana that is really really immersive are we thinking about the one on the the bridge, the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that scene that scene that scene really like i don't get emotional during films usually and even i was like damn man this is like a really powerful scene yeah and some of the um, scenes he has with Casey Affleck are also those scenes. Very, Casey very Affleck really impressed me. Not that he hadn't in the past. I've seen him in various things. I really loved him in um, the assassination of Jesse James yep. by the uh, coward Robert Ford. Um, he was amazing in that. Uh, this movie, his performance is on, uh, in my opinion, on the same level mm-hmm. as the performance in that. He has a meltdown with uh, uh, Christian Bale. At one point, that was just like just really gut wrenching, and and the the kind of thing that I'm I'm picturing a lot of people because uh, he he plays a, uh, a, a was it a marine or yeah marines it yep. was a marine back from his second tour, tour. of duty yeah. in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. um, and the meltdown he has I'm like I, I bet countless numbers of guys have had that meltdown mm-hmm. and it it was just an amazing scene, um, and and. Woody Woody Harrelson is scary in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this character he's played this kind of character before. I like to it's... think I like to think that this is the exact same character um from uh Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, I mean just a not just, funny version. Yeah, of just that. not funny at like, like not even remotely. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this is this is the Woody if you think of like the Woody Harrelson character this is it, but taken to, like, an extreme. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. just not, very gritty, not funny. Uh, the movie actually opens with this character. Interestingly enough, it's an interesting... It's a very odd it's opening. It's a very interesting choice that they choose his character to kind of open this film because you're really not brought back to his character for a while. A lot, and, yeah, it's a and good, he's not, good long time. He's not really the, the central character at all in the film, necessarily. I guess they just wanted to lay out right away that this guy is just mean. Like, well, he, yeah, and I'm trying to think if it symbolically fits in at all, because 
he does tie very much into the ending as well. Oh, like absolutely. He's, he's a focal point of the ending of the film. So um, it could just be they wanted to bookend him, yeah. bookend the film with him. Which I mean, I could see, I could see a director doing that. Um, the only one character that I was a little, just I, I, I thought there was more to the to the performance, or there could have been with Sam Shepard's character, because Sam Shepard is usually a very good actor. Um, and I just kind of felt like his character was just kind of there. Oh yeah, it was a little bit glossed over. Yeah. I felt like. Um I guess that was just a writing decision that, and, and who knows who knows yeah. what was left on the editing floor. Sure, um, sure. But, uh, however, other than the amazing performances, the these the movie itself, the storyline was just kind of like predictable to a certain degree. Like once the movie started going, you well, you, it was predict. Yeah, it was predictable in the sense of when you're watching it, right? You get, not not with the feel, trailer, not with you the trailer. You kind of get a feel of what's going to happen. Yeah, but it's very unpredictable in the sense that it's a different movie than you think going in. Right. Yeah, I I imagine a lot of people felt uh, a little betrayed by this film going in. Oh, if, did we mention Willem Dafoe? I I think I did. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's sure he's good in that. He's good as um, well. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, not necessarily a whole lot better than he usually is because he usually does usually, a quite a yeah, good job. But yeah, it. he's he's in there too, and he does a good job. Um, there were there were some parts where some I I think some of the things I didn't like I did I didn't like Willem Dafoe's character. Hmm. Um, Willem Dafoe plays kind of a lone shark slash uh, unlicensed boxing promoter type. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. For a guy like that, he's way too nice. He's way too. Can he yeah, uh, yeah, he gets along with Casey Apple and he gives him way too many like I'm used to like in movies like you know the Lone Shark fight promoter stuff. See, I'm used to guys who are like, oh, if we're you going to make, up, if I'm going to break your feet now with a sledgehammer. If we're going to make this, uh, if we're going to make this, because we commented about this when we were watching it, the American uh, gritty version of Snatch. Yep, yep. He would be Jason Statham's character, who is somewhat. Easy going. Okay, all right, yeah. Cause Whereas I'm, it, it, I, I'm picturing more like Bricktop, but I guess and Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson would have be, been Bricktop, would be bricktop yeah. feeding people the pigs, etc. Yeah, this so. is kind of like an unfunny American version of Snatch. A little bit. I mean, a little bit, has, a little bit. In that it does have like the storyline revolving a bit around like bare knuckle boxing and right, the, the right. underground surrounding those sorts Except of. Except I feel uh, this arenas. is a lot more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not not it fun. No, at no all. it's not fun at all. Um and man, those fight scenes, yeah uh, the 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 bare the bare knuckle boxing scenes. I'm just like, God, jeez, man. Yeah, they're they're oh. brutal. They're brutal. Uh, they're just really yeah messy. Not no frills to them no. at all. And 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 kind of this movie kind of reflects that in a way. Like this mm-hmm. movie is messy and mean, and it's 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 certainly not kind to you, uh, the audience. Um. So I mean, I I because I, I don't know where to really go. I mean, like, would I recommend this film to your average film goer? I don't I don't know. Probably it's, not. Yeah, I mean, it's not extremely entertaining. I would say, I would say to a certain extent, it's at least emotionally captivating. Yes, but yes. it's not something you want to sit down and just if you no. just want to enjoy watching a movie. This is this is definitely uh, like if you're gonna see it, you see it for the. Per- for the performances, mm-hmm. which I usually don't get into films like that. I mean, because how do you? I, I, for me, I, how do you get excited 
for a movie like that where it's like, oh, the performances are amazing. Why wouldn't I just like see like an acting workshop or see like some sort of play or something? Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, the performance in the the performances here actually are worth it and they they drive the film. Oh, absolutely. They drive the film. So at the very least, the film succeeds as a vehicle for the performances. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's not the type of movie where I'm just sitting there like, well, yeah, that was really well acted, but I don't really care. I mean, I wasn't bored, but yeah. I also didn't leave. I didn't leave the theater like, yeah, that was that the was best a movie I've ever seen. Film. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. That was an okay film, an okay script, and just some fantastic performances. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we put a rating on this uh, this sucker? Uh, before I do that, I will oh, say okay. I will say there is one decision and this is probably still spawning from like my initial impressions of the trailer and i can't say it without doing a spoiler section and i won't but anyone who's seen the movie knows there is something very significant that happens in the story that i was not sure would happen and certainly was not sure it would happen when it does uh one of the things that i i, I pointed out and i just love i'm going to continue to point it out um this Movie was uh, directed by Scott Cooper, the same director of Crazy Heart. Oh, yes. And if you look at the poster for Crazy Heart and look at the poster for Out of the Furnace, it is almost the exact same poster. You just replace the guitar with a rifle. And and, and just, like, flip them horizontally. Yeah, and then just flip them yeah, Holy horizontally. Holy crap! It's almost the exact same poster. Oh, my poster. gosh! Like, it's on IM, I'm on IMDb here, and they're, you know, the two posters are right next to each other. Yep. And it's like, if you put them together, it could be, like, some movie starring Christian Bale <laughs> and uh, Jeff Bridges. Yep. And like Jeff Bridges plays a guitar. Christian Bale's, Bale's got a rifle. Christian Bale's got like yeah, maybe it's, it's a story between exa- a father and a son. Yep, it's almost the Holy exact crap. same poster, <laughs> same lighting and everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's just flipped. It's, I love it. It's great. It's interesting. That was the first thing because when we walked into the theater, there was a big wall-sized poster, and I'm like, hey, wait I've a minute. Seen, wouldn't it be great if he does that for all of his movies now? That just, would actually be really thing. cool. Uh, so. Certainly a big change from when he did Austin Powers, the spy I forgot who shagged he did. me. I forgot he did Austin Powers. That's amazing. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I love Austin Powers. Oh, the first one. I think they're great. all pretty funny. No, no, oh, the first one's funny. great. Everything after that is a trap. Parker's not here, but he's never seen any of them. Oh, he needs. Well, the first one. I don't know if the first one holds up, but I it's definitely it. '90s humor. Oh, it's very I, I, '90s I, I, humor. I, I like it for nostalgia. So. Anyway, uh, rating out of yeah, let's get some furnace. Ratings. Oh, let's go with six out of nine. Just bloody, bloody bandages that Casey Affleck wraps around his knuckles throughout the film. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, five out of uh, ten, whatever. Um, so you're going along with the critics. Sure, why not? I forgot all about that. Uh, five out of uh, ten uh, Pennsylvania license plates that are in this movie. Because this movie takes place in Pennsylvania, baby! Oh, yeah! Another another interesting 
well, whatever thing. We were talking because we were unsure of where this. Yeah, we were not sure where this place. took place. You thought it took place in the Midwest or the South. I thought you yeah. were like, "Here's another movie about the devastated South." Yep. And yep. I, for whatever reason, thought Northwest. Yeah. Because I thought, I, from the trailer, I thought it maybe looked like some. And then, of course, the, the first thing we see is a Pennsylvania license plate. I'm like, hey, well, and and we even talked hey. about we even talked about before the movie. We were like. Well, you know, these kinds of movies, they can take place anywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. you, could do, you could do a movie like this set outside of Pittsburgh, for instance, if you yep. wanted to, just because of those old, like, dilapidated coal towns, and that's exactly where it yep, takes exactly place. That's exactly where it took place. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, oh. I guess it's about the devastation of my own state. Yeah. So. All right, well, that about wraps up for us here on Enter the Critic. Uh, as always, want to remind everybody to check out our Facebook page, uh, Get Involved, uh, right now, if you uh, have a suggestion for a movie you want us to do a quick review Just of. Just got one tonight from good old Jeremy Ryan Sayer. Oh, did we? I didn't see mm-hmm. that one. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, get on there and uh, lay it down, and we'll just do a quick uh, uh, review of that film. Whether we have seen it or not, if we haven't seen it, we'll kind of, we're going to try, at least I will try to see the movies that are suggested. But if we don't have time, we'll at least watch a trailer, read a synopsis, and kind of give our thoughts on it. Just a real real quick um review so uh in fact next week is our first of those we're going to be doing uh enter the void suggested by uh listener buster um so we're going to be reviewing that so uh also want to uh, remind everybody uh make sure you rate and review us on itunes uh, always appreciate that um and of course listen to the other fine podcast singular yeah. <laughs> No longer, no, no longer, longer listing Eric and Sarah's magical nope, podcast. That, 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 that's that officially is in sailed. the ground. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, check out um, Ninjas vs. Podcast. Uh, you can find them at ninjasvspodcast.com. I uh, also want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remixed albums. You can get them at geekremix.com. Uh, they're free. They're free, Matt. Matt, they're free. They're free! You always forget I never do this from Parker. It doesn't me. matter. I'm, I'm nipping into the bud right. now. Well, it's not going to stop me. Also, just a correction, the the Ninjas vs. Podcast website is actually www.ericcaribio.com slash NVP podcast. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure if you type in Ninjas vs. Podcast oh, yeah. no, on the Google, Just like if you type there. in Enter the Critic. Da, 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 da. I think we're like the first post now. I We might be. I'm checking right now. Last I checked. We're Enter the one. Critic. I even spelled it wrong, and we are the first result. Damn straight. Hell yeah. All three of you can check that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, until next. Oh, and uh, the next movie we are doing is uh, Bronson. Yes, sir. For the Netflix film. So, all right. Well, until next week, uh, I'm Chris Glump. I'm Matt Schaefer. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.